Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Greg Jones Optimization Academy, where I get to interview some of my favorite innovators in health and medicine and everything else in between. And today is an extremely, extremely special day, not only because we're recording our first in-office, in-studio guest, but it's one of my favorite humans, one of my mentors in medicine. We've had him on the podcast before, and he is here today live. Well, you won't see this live because you'll see the recording. But we have Dr. Brennan McCarthy. For those who did not watch our extremely excellent two-part interview on thyroid, this is, oh my God, man, it was 2020. Yeah. There was some things going on in the world that didn't allow us to do this in person. I don't know where you were at that time, but unforgettable. But here we are live. So for those that don't know, Dr. McCarthy is a naturopathic doctor like myself. Again, one of my mentors. He is the owner and founder and lead doctor at Protea Medical Center in Chandler. You guys are still in Chandler, right? For a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. moving, moving. Bit longer. <laughs> moving on up. In Chandler, Arizona, and they specialize in hormones and weight loss and wellness and longevity and a lot of the great things that people need to feel better. Overall, I love Dr. McCarthy because he is an innovator, right? So he's not just straight, here's some testosterone and some estradiol and some progesterone, you live your life, but looking at you as the whole person and building your health from the inside out, and I'm very super excited to have him here in studio. So welcome to the show, Thank Dr. You. McCarthy. Are Thank we going you. by Brendan or Dr. Mcarthy today? What do you Either do which here? one. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to go back and forth. That's I'm great with me. Kind of, kind of roll with it. So, <laughs> man, so um, you have an interesting story on in how you got to where you are because you didn't just start off like straight from undergrad and go to med school and become a doctor, right? So you kind of took a winding path. How'd you get here? You mean like the school-wise no, or just to the, to the idea yeah, of like yeah, because, to become this kind yeah, of doctor? Well, like we can do, do yeah, a little bit of that because I know, you know, we when I was shadowing you back when I was a student, I, I believe you spent some time in the acupuncture world. Yeah. You didn't just come like straight naturopathic medicine, right? So, no. Uh, what were you doing before going to med school? I, you know, I studied Chinese medicine. Uh, originally, I, I wanted to do f- physical medicine. Believe okay. it or not, I, I wanted to do more physical medicine and I figured I'd study acupuncture. And... Um, you know, I, I we took I, my wife and I. We we went to Hawaii, and I went to school out there. It was a really good school back then. And um, halfway through, I felt like I really was getting into biochemistry because we have to take a certain amount of you know biochemistry, and biomedicine, and Western medicine. And I found myself liking more and more of it. And then you know, Celeste, my wife, you know, you know, Celeste, she was just this, she's a really inspirational person. She's the one that said, "Why don't you just go on and just keep going? Why don't you become a doctor? Why don't you try naturopathic medicine?" Because I just 
really wanted to keep learning more. I didn't want to just know that these are the herbs you use. I want to know why you use these herbs. Right. I want to understand, like, what's the reason behind everything with these patients. And it just – so acupuncture just kind of opened the door. And I didn't realize where I was going to end up going with it. And I had no idea, no idea mm-hmm. I'd end up here. None. So it's how it goes. Here I am. How it goes. Yeah. And so you, you go through the, and SCNL. They've changed, you know, they changed the name. Got a whole new <laughs> yeah. name. That, I'm still going to call it uh, SCNL because that's where I graduated. I, I know. I know. But, you know. <laughs> and so you start there. And, again, we, the curriculum is very vast. So you're learning botanical medicine, homeopathy, and acupuncture and all that. How did, and, again, we do take endocrinology in school, but it's not that deep into hormones. How did you no. get into this world? But it's, uh, Walter Crinian. And you, you met him, right? Were you there when he was still no, there? He, he was, left? He was gone. He was gone. He was gone. Right. So he was, the, he was the director of the environmental medicine program. Um, I actually started getting more into environmental medicine, environmental toxicology. Like people were exposed to you know, different chemicals, heavy metals, and then how to treat them. And we had one case with a woman, and she was having a lot of neurological stuff, a lot of emotional stuff, and it looked like just mercury. So we detoxed and we chelated for mercury, still having problems. And Walter was like, just go figure it out. He just let me try and figure it out. And I just kept going down that road and, and ultimately progesterone. And that was the thing. Okay. And so I started treating her progesterone. And at the same time, how it dovetailed into it is like that was around the same time we started understanding the impact that microplastics have on men testicular output, male testicular output. And then the feminization happening with the anogenital distances being shortened. And I started realizing that, you know, the whole endocrine system and environmental medicine are really intertwined. And I realized I could do more help treating the endocrine system because this whole population of people are, are suffering. That's how I fell into this. Right, and it just kind of has grown into uh, what it is now. So what we want to talk about today, and we kind of mentioned it before we came on, was like, hey, you know, we're just doctors, medicine in general. We're very good at starting people on things. It's easy, right? You need this. I see your labs. I see your symptoms. You need this, right? But I think where we want to educate people is what, okay, it's like a, you know, it's like a start to finish, right? Kind of nuts to bolts, soup to nuts, whatever you want to call it, starting you on something guiding you while you're on it and eventually deciding what's your off-ramp, right? Because we, in general, there's no off-ramp, right? Yeah. Unless there's something like autoimmune or like, hey, we, you had a thyroidectomy, you don't have a thyroid gland, like, hey, this is it for life. But a lot of times we don't talk to people about that, right? And so I wanted to spend some time with you today talking about testosterone, right? The start to the finish, right? Because again, getting people on is pretty easy. Yeah, right? straightforward. You got symptoms, you got labs, let's start, right? And then there's a difference in, you know, we talk about, I've had people come like, hey, I started testosterone. And then it's like, I, when, when is your levels checked again? They're like, it's been a year or some change. Like, oh, my God, right? Like, what's going on inside yeah. of you, right? So I want to talk to you about that. So let's take the journey of testosterone here, right? So it could be a guy. Could be, let's, you know, we're going to not, you know, we're not going to put a gender on this, right? Because okay. in general, the symptoms are pretty much the same, right? Someone comes in and they kind of have a profile when you start thinking, hey, you might be low on testosterone. What does that look like for you? Average guy. Yeah. I don't see normal anymore. Yeah. And I used to think it was just because I – so here's a good story. I don't know if I ever told – we were there when I was doing that insurance. There was an insurance company that hired me to do testing on their staff once a year. Oh. Were you around for during that no, time? No, I was not. I was it not. Might have been, so anyway, so there was, there was, we would test you know, a few hundred employees of this, this local insurance brokerage company, whatever. And um, he just wanted that for his employees for their annual review of their health. And he wanted me to throw hormones in there. Hmm. And no one was normal ever. So it wasn't like, you know, sometimes I think just the people come to me, they're probably just low in testosterone because they're just coming to me. Right. I had this one chance to test all of these people for year after year after year. And no man, 
no man in that group was normal. I still come across the occasional guy, usually a little bit older, mm-hmm. and they're coming in at 900 for their total testosterone. But it's rare. And it's rare, getting yeah. more rare to the point where I, I don't mm-hmm. – it's like maybe I'll ring a bell to sell the office. But um, I – yeah, the average guy that comes in – I mean, you know, the symptoms are, are worse. Some men compensate. That's the thing because some of us can compensate with a healthy lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. like exercise. You'll see some guys that could look like it would be a fit model kind of dude and very healthy, very fit. But their testosterone comes in at like two or 300. And mm-hmm. I know they're compensating through diet, exercise, lifestyle, self-care. And you can do a lot with that. Right. But still, at the end of the day, your chemistry's depression, mood stuff mm-hmm. is hard to compensate with. Yeah, and I think there's the – and this is something I learned when I was shadowing you, and I teach this to my patients all the time. There's a difference between how you feel and long-term health, yeah. right? Because you can – like I say, you feel great. Like, hey, I'm not having low libido. I'm not having erectile dysfunction, but your levels are 200. And this is where you have to talk about – Testosterone does more than just that, yeah. right? And this is where we talk about protecting the heart and the bones and yeah. mental health and all these things, right? So, um, and so you say you get this profile that coming in, like, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit. It's like your your, your mood is down, you're feeling off. If it's a blah feeling, yeah. right? In general, it's a general blah. It's like you know, and we age, and you know, you, you don't feel like you did when you're 18, 19, 20, but what well, we know, right? And so let's just say I'm that person. I come in like I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I got some libido issues. I'm not motivated. My confidence is is down. And so, you know, now it comes to like, all right, we want to look at this, right? So besides looking at, and this is what happens. They go to their PC. It usually starts like this. They go to their PCP. I was to bring this up. Or you yeah. go to your PCP. <laughs> and your PCP runs your testosterone only, not nothing else, yep, just your testosterone. It. And like, hey, wow, you're 450. You're normal. Get out of here. You're great. You're fine. But we know that's not true. <laughs> yeah. You know, so how, how, you know, going from that, what should they be looking at? It's, it's a, it's a amalgam of things. Like I'll have guys come in at like, I've seen guys come in at a decent level of testosterone. I don't know if I'm going to word this well. If I go down the wrong road, they stop me. Okay. Yeah. That's All right. right. Yeah. So, you know, I have a guy come in and sometimes I try and figure out, do they really need testosterone? Because sometimes it'll be just diet. Mm-hmm. And like if their diet's really off. I've seen it bring numbers up. So it's not like I, I don't always look at the number so much as I look at like all the other factors in our lives now. I used to only look at the number. And then I, I kind of over time have learned to like just see everything about the guy in front of me. Like how what's the rest of his life look like? Because right. one the, the why I get like this is if I give a guy who has just a really just a garbage lifestyle, just no self-care, no sleep, um, poor diet, poor, poor everything across the board, you know. And I just start throwing testosterone. He'll feel better. But a lot of times they fuse that to enable themselves to continue that lifestyle. And the damage being done over here, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing it to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 sometimes I try and approach it more from the whole, all right, what, what's contributing to this? What's their diet like? What's their lifestyle like? And then can I modulate their testosterone by adjusting that? Right, and it's important. I think um, – we try to have that educational piece to it because, like, again, you can start someone on testosterone, but yeah. if they're doing something like, hey, thanks for the TRT, but I'm drinking 12 IPAs a weekend. Dude. Not so good. No. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm also, you know, I'm also heating up all my foods in plastic containers. I'm meal prepping and I'm getting the containers. I'm heating them up. I'm <laughs> eat, eating hot plastic. I'm eating hot plastic, right? Yeah. It's like you don't think about that. plastic soup. <laughs> yeah. Doing the cure, you know, all that good stuff, yeah. right? So, but again, I think you're right. It's not just giving them testosterone. It's like looking at these other factors, right? Because I don't want to 
fix one problem and create more. Yeah. Because oh my god, like you never stop drinking the IPA. and again, love love me a good old IPA, yeah, but well. it's nothing it's, like it. Oh, it's estrogen, man. It's estrogen in a glass. <laughs> it's a cold, <laughs> foamy glass of estradiol, right? And, yeah. and so thinking about that is t- taking that whole thing into account, right? And so. You know, the guy comes in, you, you have that talk with him. Hey, we're going to start you on testosterone right now. And there's a lot of different forms to give testosterone. Like, is there a – obviously, everyone's different. I love the individual nature of our medicine here. Yeah. But when you're looking at that guy or gal across from you, what's helping you make that determination if I want to do injections versus pellets or any other form? So, you know, and you, you and I have talked about this over the years working together, you know, and, and I, you, you and I share, share a similar opinion on it. It's, it's I want the mechanism that they're going to get with the least amount of side effects – I want them to be as close to nature, like the way their body naturally should be, as possible. And no matter what, when you ever give something from the outside in, it's never going to be perfect. And so we have to control for those things. I know this sounds so abstract, and yeah. it's, but the truth is, like, you know, if you do topical, we see the dihydrotestosterone start to ramp up. Mm-hmm. And you see transference to family members, to children, to pets, you know. So topical, I, I'm not, it's not that I'm against it for the sake of being against topical, because I have a rigid opinion. It's more like a, mm-hmm. You, I want to make sure you know that you're running these risks and we're going to run the labs, but it's hard to control for transfer. And so I try not to do topical unless you're desperate and there's no other way I can do it. Um, then, you know, there's uh, the oral that's still out there. You can do oral and that has first hepatic pass that the liver's not going to like it. And I'd never do prescribe that one. That one has too many problems with it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, injection is my favorite because it's, it's um, once a week and you can modulate it. Mm. Pellets are better, I think, because the, the release rate's more even. But, but you know, they're stuck with it for four months. Right. And, guys, we don't have as much fat to, to put it in there. You're putting, like, 12 pellets. It's like Tic Tacs in there, and it's like the body wants to push them out, and, you know, there's a, mm-hmm. the body will extrude it. So I, 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 I tend to just push towards shots mm-hmm. because of that. And I know how to control for the dihydro with shots. I know how to control for, you know, the issues of injecting it too superficial or mm-hmm. pressing the syringe too fast. I, right. And I control those side effects or those those potential downstream metabolites. Definitely. So injection is usually where I lean towards. Yeah. And so for those who aren't, like, testosterone, like, gurus out there, so dihydrotestosterone is, oh, like, yeah, basically. Sorry. No, it's all good, Jargon. man. It's all, no, it's all good. It's all good, <laughs> man. It's just, like, you know, we're, we're, we're talking shop here. So there's testosterone, there's dihydrotestosterone, right, which is a more potent form of testosterone, right? When we're younger, DHT or dihydrotestosterone give you all – it's what you want when you're in puberty, right? It's giving you hair and muscle yeah. and all this stuff right here and your sex drive and all that. But after that, it's kind of – don't need a lot of it, right? And the thing is – one thing I learned is like, I was like, oh my God, DHT, I'm afraid of DHT. And then you start doing too much. Now you're suppressing DHT and that's not good either, right? Yeah. You want to have some. But when you think about typical testosterone side effects and DHT is what people think about. They think about the hair loss and they think about the acne and the irritability and the prostate stuff. That's all dihydrotestosterone, right? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a good, healthy range for that person, right? Because some people, they can be, you know, on the lower end, and they still get the symptoms, right? So it's a balance there, right? And so I think that's – when people think about that, it's important. It's a thing to monitor. Um, creams are funny because I, I was talking about, like, how it spreads, right? And I think if you did a blue light, someone on a yeah. cream like, across the house, it would be, yes. like be like a motel in Vegas. <laughs> just the blue light. a good idea to do that. <laughs> it's yeah, like, wow, done that. it's everywhere, detective. <laughs> and you know, like those little detectives, they always got the blue yes. light. They're just like – they're like licking <laughs> – yeah, that's, a, that's testosterone right oh. there, man. That's a, all over this place, right? Um, pellets for guys, man. That's I, I, uh, I, I, if someone could see a video of 
us doing oh, it, man. It's manhandling. Oh my god, dude! I'm just like, no. get in there! Oh my god, is there a hammer around here? You don't be inside the muscle. You're like trying to like get into a little thin layer. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I just lost all my male pellet patients right there. So, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> and, and again, there, there's value to it, right? Because if someone's traveling a lot or something like that, yeah. so we have some, you know, pilots or merch marines or something like that. It's probably the best way to do it. So, um, outside of uh, DHT or dihydrotestosterone, what are other kind of side effect pathways that you want to monitor once this person started on their journey of testosterone. The, and, and just to circle back to DHT, because that's something you and I were talking about before this started. Mm-hmm. As we get older, there's more dihydrotestosterone receptors become more active. That's why our nose, the ears grow, prostate grows, and you have more of those receptors. Women have more facial hair, and their dihydro didn't change as they aged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Their dihydro is consistent, but it was a matter that they have more receptor activity. Mm-hmm. And that's so, – so even though the dihydro is a moving target that has to even – even though I had it right when they were 35 and they're 45, it's not right anymore. I have to like mm-hmm. – and so that's a, that's a moving one. But then there's estradiol um, specifically for men you have to watch. And then women, if you have breast cancer, we have a fair amount of breast cancer uh, survivors that come in with their, with their oncology referring them in um, that we do. And we have to make sure their estrogen is suppressed in those cases. But in men – you need a certain amount of estrogen, not too much, because mm-hmm. testosterone, when it's in your body, as you do an injection or whatever way you're getting there, it tends to convert over to estrogen, which is good, but too much, you know, not mm-hmm. good, or too little, not good. So that's that's a good one here. You uh, you mentioned the estrogen thing because I was going to circle back to that, but um, I'm going to kind of wrap that in with a concept I was thinking about because I've had guys come in from their PCP or urologist, or and they'll say, hey you have BPH or I'm concerned of your family risk or prostate cancer, you absolutely should not be on testosterone. And that literally just, you're like, what? Because, you know, the reality is, is that we have to explain that testosterone does not cause prostate cancer. It actually does not. Right. But there's the but comma, right. But obviously I can't have you with a DHT of 200 if you have this, this issue, right. Because that can worsen it. Right. Yeah. Um, There's a, there's a book and I can't remember if I got it. You told me about it. It's the new testosterone. Uh, oh, it's not the t- new testosterone Bible. It's like the. It's like treating uh, prostate cancer and breast cancer with testosterone, right? Is it was it Doctor Abraham Morgan Taylor? I think it is. Yeah, and he talks about how oh. estrogen drives those cancer cells, right? It's the E two, yeah. and it's like, it's an interesting read on that. How it talks about how estrogen actually those estrogen receptors in the prostate actually can proliferate and make those prostate cancer cells immortal because they can't be destroyed, right? So I guess when someone comes in and they say, hey, I'm at risk of prostate cancer, they're telling me not to do testosterone, kind of how do you address that? Um, one, I, I usually refer them to a different urologist or even an oncologist because I, I, I have a good relationship with a couple of oncologists, um, and, 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 and that's been disproven. Oh, yeah. And so, so I want to make sure that whoever, whenever we do it, I never want to go in and say, okay, let's do testosterone with someone who's urologist or anyone else has told them not to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that because I don't want to have that. Kind of, I want to make sure they have a clean bill of health from their other care provider. I like to have, you know, uh, less as little um, controversy and, or arguments between us. And then, you know, with the patient, if they have that prostate cancer risk, we always, um, you know, running PSA all the time, dihydrotestosterone, mm-hmm. but always watching estrogen because it's, it's you do need some, but you're right. And I think microplastics really is caused this because of the estrogen effectivity, effectiveness of estrogen effect of microplastics. I think that plays a role in prostate cancer. And so um, I know it does. And so by having those patients controlling their estrogen, controlling their testosterone, I think that you're in a good place personally, mm-hmm. you know, but again, I, I work with each patient individually when we do it. 
Yeah. That's important. Super important because, again, it's just you know, avoiding the the bad side of it, right? And yeah. the other thing. Now, another thing what people will talk about, and I'm sure you guys get it as well, is, hey, I still want to have kids, right? And so they'll say they read on the Internet that testosterone makes you infertile. I'm like, buddy, this is not birth control. I made you know, a horrible so. mistake with that early on in my career. Not a horrible, but I made a mistake. I had a patient, and we were doing um, – testosterone replacement therapy and i mentioned in the beginning how testosterone is not it's not like birth control but it has a similar effect in men because it will suppress you know even though your normal levels will still suppress and and we went from there and then years went by and you know i wasn't the reason why i'm frustrated by myself with this is that he didn't remember that Mm. and so it doesn't matter how many times i it doesn't matter i told him at the beginning he didn't remember that and i should have asked this every year any guy you're doing testosterone with who's in the age of reproductive age, you should be bringing up at every appointment, what are your fertility plans? Where are you with fertility? Because I didn't know in the background, he and his wife were trying to get pregnant. And then she went down this whole rabbit hole of her own fertility, affected her self-esteem. He was frustrated. And, you know, he's right. I, should, I mean, I brought it up at the very beginning, but I did not long-term keep asking. So, so when it comes to men, you know, with testosterone and they want to conceive, it – We'll come back. I mean, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a wonderful son, and I mean right. that guy used more testosterone than anybody. Right? Yeah, so it's not, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not permanent, but it's it's but it takes a little effort to come back. Sometimes you can make it come back sooner. There's certain tools we can use, but um, yeah, it's it's about making sure I keep that line of communication open all the time with these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I've had a few guys actually. They're like, "Hey, we're pregnant," and. They were on testosterone. Like, wow, it's LH, so look at that LH and FSH of zero, and you still, you know, you, you got some, <laughs> you got some commandos. They're like, you will not, yeah. you will not suppress me. I will. No, I am getting to you the next. You were meant extra. to be a father. That's right. Uh, you cannot stop this. No testosterone will hold me back. Yeah, uh, and you know, and again, there there are tools with you know um, HCG and 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 clomiphene and clomiphene. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of tools I've used out there. With great success, right? Yeah. And so there's tools to do where you just can't. But again, it's it's that conversation. Like, what are your plans, right? And then it's like, hey, maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years, and having that conversation and how to adjust it, right? Because the thing is, you don't want them feeling like crap. It's like, hey, you want to get pregnant? I came. You're off the testosterone now. You don't even want to do it because that too. You yeah. Know, so it's the middle ground, right? It's yeah. a happy medium. So. Um, and then let's kind of transition to, you know, you've addressed all the potential side effects. They're started. They're feeling great, right? And so now they get to a point where you're running labs on them, and they now it becomes, and we've seen this, it becomes a number chase in some some cases, right, where it's like, hey, I'm at 750 total and 18 for free. I feel great, but my buddy is at 1250 and 35.3, so I feel like I need more testosterone. <laughs> I get right? that. Yeah, I get yeah. that. So how do you kind of address that with these these guys? It's 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 the same as you. I always want to make sure I'm watching all the downstream metabolites, the dihydrotestosterone, the estradiol, red blood cell count, make sure that's this. But this is – and I don't know if I do this well. I wanted to do this part well. Some men are made more – their bodies are more that type that's meant to have that. Mm-hmm. And I use this – it's a dumb example, but I use Harrison Ford and, and, and Mark Hamill. As examples, okay. you know, yeah, Luke Skywalker. Anyway, Harrison Ford's bone structure, everything. He had a lot of androgen exposure in utero to make his face look like that. Okay. You know what I mean? He had those years in the womb, that that excuse me, months in the womb, and then his first year of life, he had a lot of androgen exposure to help develop that. And and Mark Hamill did not have as much. That doesn't make Mark Hamill less of a man. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be guys that are their best selves at 790, mm-hmm. who would feel weird at 1200. And there are guys at 1200 
who are best selves. Well, it's a little high still, but still, they'll say 1,100. They're 1,100. That's their best selves. And they would feel terrible at 700. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird thing, but it's, I always try and, like, account for the bio-individuality. Mm-hmm. Still, there's still, most guys still have the more is better mindset. I know that. And I kind of, you know, I have to work with that a little bit. But um, I, try and, I try and perceive them through the lens of what's their phenotype. What's, what are they made for? You know? Makes sense. Now, again, so we can be inclusive because, I, again, I know your clinic, we do too. Like, we have a lot of women on testosterone. A lot. Significant amount, right? Yeah. And huge. I think that becomes, when it comes to, I don't want to say outside influence, because I don't know if you get this, I, at least once a week, they get started, they're feeling great. We're doing the lab review, they look at the numbers. Hey, it says my testosterone's high. It's terrifying. You're like, and then they're like, ah, I'm afraid to do this. Like, I'm at 100, and it says I shouldn't be over 50, and I'm worried, right? I and hit so, 300. I'm 350. Right. <laughs> so now it's become slowly back away from the edge, like, yeah. you know? And so, how, how does that conversation go with you? When we, women, are, our bodies are so uniquely different with this mm-hmm. stuff. When you give a woman a dose of testosterone, sexual body globulin preferentially grabs as much as possible. So when we look at the total number, that total number is bound to protein, is inert. So I'll have women come in at like even 300, 400 for their total, which is incredibly high. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, not, it's not touching tissue. It's inert. The free is what's touching, touching the cells. Between 2.0 and 4.9 are the numbers I'm running for my free with women with success and everything mm-hmm. is good. Um, so long as the free is staying there, we're good. I explain in the sense of this. When you give the injection to someone, it needs to last seven days. The sex hormone binding globulin, what's bound to that, is slowly being leached off over the course of seven days and is going over here to free. And so that's more what's being stored for the seven days that you're using. Mm-hmm. So the total to see that is being stockpiled to last seven days. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I have the conversation like, hey, you do know these numbers, like most labs, it's from women from 16 <clears throat> to 80, Dude, right? Yeah. And they're not on testosterone, right? These numbers were not designed for someone on testosterone replacement, hormone replacement. This is like, yeah. if you were not on TRT and your testosterone was 150, 200, yes, we should talk. Yeah. But you're on hormone replacement. You're on hormone optimization. So it's having that conversation like, this is why I want your numbers to be this, this, this great. Because yeah. we're not just, you know, again, about making you feel good, but when it comes down to it, it's like, how do we minimize those, especially if they're postmenopausal, minimizing your hot flashes and night sweats, make sure your libido is good, you're building muscle, maintaining bone strength, right? And testosterone can do all these things. So you mentioned um, women with breast cancer, how you can extend their life and their longevity with testosterone versus like, because I, I can't give you estrogen, right? And if there's a, you know, a progesterone receptor, progesterone receptor dominant, I can't even give you progesterone, right? No, so no. we have to use that. So, and it changes the conversation quite a bit, so. Um, There's an article. I don't know if I saw that. You saw that with me. Um, it was an American Family Physician, and it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a journal by the American Medical Association. They published it years ago, a couple of years ago, and it talks about how to treat women with testosterone. And the funny thing about it is, is it said in there, it said we generally don't run lab work. Oh, you do gynecologic. I'll send you a copy of it again. But it's, it's we just look at gynecologic, uh, do a gynecologic exam, breast exam, and that's it. And they recommended them women to get 100 milligrams injected once a week of cypionate. 90 to 100 milligrams of cypionate once sorry, a you week. I'm 90 to 100? Milligrams. Oh, my. Oh, excuse me, a month, a month, a month. Oh, a month, month okay. Month, oh, not a week, a week. Oh, I was like, wait, that's a dude. Oh, sorry, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's 90 to 100 a, a month, a month. Okay, got and, it. And, yeah. and, and not in divided doses, just once a month. So you have this huge surge with these women. And they're like, but don't ever run labs. I would never run labs after that. They would look, I mean, for that first oh week after the shot, they, it'll be crazy looking. Oh, my God. They'll yeah. feel weird, mm-hmm. maybe good, but still weird. 
and then by you know the, before the shot, I mean they'll feel terrible. Oh yeah, that's it's kind of like is it the uh, what's that is the is it on deck? It's a it's a, it's like the birth control testosterone when they do like two thousand at a pop or something like this. Some uh, is it is undecanate? It's, it's undecanate's one of them. Y- yeah, and yeah, then yeah. another Ant- one. Okay, Antonate's yeah. Antonate yeah. lasts two weeks, I believe. Cipionate's hey, seven days. Yeah. It's the ester of cipionate's seven days. Antonate is two weeks. Propionate's three or four days. Yeah, it's pretty short acting. Yeah, right? yeah, so. yeah. You ever use that at all? Or we used to. I know, we used to. It was. It was. Um, but I don't like. I don't like it. Yeah, it's that short, and then I know there's some compounders are doing propionate and sipionate together. So like, hey, you know. Oh yeah, that's two like a jet engine firing two stages of the engine. That might be good for yeah. guys. Oh, which actually leads me to another thing. While we're kind of in the the actively on testosterone thing, um, now for me, and again, this is, I love this conversation. I get to like I love this, talking is, to this you is a chance for me to run. Like, it's really like it's not just a podcast. I'm also <laughs> running shit by you, right? So it's kind of cool. Chance to talk, you know, I was telling you, I was seeing Greg Jones today. Oh, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I don't know. So <laughs> there are cases where you mentioned like that conversion to you know to um, dihydrotestosterone. That's yeah. your five alpha reductase, and then you got the uh, estradiol conversion as your aromatase, and then you've also, you know, uh, and then there's the whole EPL thing, too many red blood cells, right? And there are guys and girls out there that you get them on testosterone and you see those pathways just shoot up, Fire right? Up. Yeah. And so what we start looking at doing is like, okay, well, let's get you to it twice a week, right? Because again, I don't, that big spike is causing a big conversion, right? Yeah. And so we'll kind of shift them to maybe a twice weekly kind of thing, right? That. And I don't know, is that something you guys actually look at when those levels can't be? At first, I was like, because I heard people say we should do twice a week, and I know where it came from. Originally, yeah. it came from like a lot of bodybuilding blogs. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was a grumpy right. old man. I was like, oh, yeah, who yeah. Know, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're here, yeah. leave them alone. Yeah. And then I started looking at the logic, like, all right, all right, all right, that makes sense. It's all right, fine. Yeah, yeah it's, but yeah. I, it does make sense because yep. you smooth that arc out. You smooth right. out the arc on the on the. Um, so we do the injection, you have that little surge of mm-hmm. it, and it gets a little super physiological, and you have a higher chance of conversion right after the injection because of that surge. But if you separate it out a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit, it's less. It's more natural. It's almost like you know how pellets are. It's just one mm-hmm. little surge, and then seven, excuse me, um, um, four months out, it's nice and even release rate. Which is good. Yeah. It's a good thing. But because we're humans, yes. and you know <laughs> nothing is ever good enough, right, You'll inevitably you get the, the guy come in and say, well, hey, why don't I do this three times a week or four times a week? Or yeah, every day. Or daily. Yeah, that whole microdose so daily. So I had that with a guy who was yeah. microdosing it daily. Yeah. And it was so little. I It was, yeah, no, I remember that. It was a, it's like you won't get anywhere. It's like, okay, yeah, let's say if you want to do 200 milligrams a week, you take that, divide it by seven. Oh, God, don't do math in public. So you're going to do 0.275 a day or something like <laughs> that. On the five. I mean, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I'm making it up in America. <laughs> Talking to the world right now. But again, because the levels, the dose is so low, will they ever get to an optimal level? I don't even know when to test it. And then there's the other when thing, you right? Test it, because of the curve. Yeah. I'm used to testing four days after an injection. I mean, that's I. That's my thing, though. It's like I try and look at what the research is always. Mm-hmm. Like, what do the research shows? What's being done in the literature? Like with testing and monitoring it, and what's the American Academy of Clinical Endocrinologists advocating for for monitoring this? Mm-hmm. So I stick with the blood draw four days after your fourth injection of cipionate, or four days after your twenty fourth injection of cipionate. But if they're doing it twice a week, it's like, okay, where am I going to find? The average on that one is it like two days after, a day and a half after the shot? So that's how we struggle with that a little. Makes bit. it hard, unless the, and then there's okay. What if you do consistent days, right? Okay, you're gonna do Monday, Thursday, right? And it's like okay, I know that you're gonna short it somewhere because only seven days in a week, right? Yes. So, but then there is the whole if you say do it every four days, now you're trusting people to not screw up the calendar. So 
it, it's really just a balance and finding what works and make sure their levels are under control. If they feel good, they feel great. Then you, uh, and then you get the the guys like, oh man, I feel great. Day one through three, day four or five, I'm crashing. Yeah, split the dose. And there's another option for them there, right? So it's it's so many ways to do it, and that's what I like about this is there is no gospel of testosterone like no. thou shalt do this every seven days or you shall do this, right? Um, the other thing you kind of, and I don't know if you've had guys bring it up, is there? This is the the blogging thing, and there's some study. I do. They, I feel like they do a lot over in uh, across the pond in like Europe. The sub Q testosterone. Have you ever looked into that? We at had all? Michelle and I had a, we butt heads over this mm-hmm. for years, and and I was like sub Q doesn't isn't as good. Sub Q's this. She's like sub Q's better. We had this issue at the clinic of short needles versus long needles. Hmm, so okay. I hope she watches this. <laughs> so this whole thing, short needles, long needles, and patients would be getting their package and they'd be, you know, they're, they're, they're go home with it and they find that these short needles, like, what are these little short needles for? I'm, where's the needle I'm supposed to inject into my muscle? What, yeah, what's yeah. going on here? And there was this whole big thing. And and I was like, anyway, what it boils down to is, again, I'm a, gr- I'm a grumpy old guy. I feel like I'm getting crusty. Like, even today, I'm talking about, like, what are you doing? Why are you checking it twice a week, kid? <laughs> it was, once yeah. a week was good for me. Yeah. It's good for you. It's like your granddad once a week. Why are you it's trying to true. do twice a week? You and Michelle's your... younger, man. Yeah, so Michelle's no, like, yeah. sub-Q, sub-Q. So I finally was like, all right. So I did a literature review. And, yeah, sub-Q is just as good. There's no change in the kinetics. There's no change in the release rate. The ester still maintains it being seven days for a sip in eight. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, there's nothing wrong with doing sub-Q. I think where I go with it is if you ever get a guy and you're throwing a CC into him, sub-Q, it's like it's I run – Yeah, yeah and I, I worry about it creating that, that um, superficial uh, um, necrotic uh, – Yeah, you know? and that's, that's the reason I try not to do it, <sighs> sub-Q. Just I worry about that, you know, the, the, it's like – is it necrotic, fibrotic? I can't remember. Like I was reading it somewhere. It's like it can, it'll change. I've the, seen it happen. It'll change the structure there. Yeah, yeah. I've so. seen that happen with someone. He was, his wife was injecting, it, but she was barely putting the needle in. It was very superficial. She was making blebs of testosterone on the guy, mm. and so what happens is that oil was there, and, and all the skin above it, there's no circulation getting to it because the oil was blocking it. Basically, the oil was mm. occluding it, so the surface of the skin, this area, just basically eroded. Oh, man, and just yeah. you know, there's an ulceration. So, oh, so that's yeah. that's superficial injections that are of a certain volume. You run the risk of of it ulcerating. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the one thing. But I, I'm not going with. I have not had it. Yeah. Not had that in clinic yet. So yeah. we're good. That's how it goes. Yeah, I won't. I, I try not to do it. I try to talk them off ledge. Like, nah, just do the muscle. You'll be fine. You'll yeah. be good. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll so, be happy. you know, so now this is kind of cool. This is my best part. Of the, I'm, my, my favorite part of this, I've been waiting on this, is like, so now let's just say you start a guy 40 years old for the sake of conversation, right? At 40 years old, they start testosterone. Life's good. Life's great. And now 30 years later, I'm 70 years old. And it's just like, you know, they come to you like, hey, man, like, it's been 30 years. I've done 1,500 injections. I'm, I'm I'm tired, man. I know you brought this up earlier. Right? Yeah, yeah. I've been like, thinking I'm, about it ever since I'm you brought it up. Dude, I'm tired, man. So what do we do about this, man? Because you, you know, like, and now we have to talk about that why you're on testosterone long term. But it's like, dude, I'm tired of injecting, and it's starting to hurt because I don't have as much muscle there anymore. So how how do you transition, man? Like, what's the next phase? What's the sunset of testosterone? When you said that, I thought about one case: a guy who came in, and this was in the middle of COVID, and he was this inspiring guy. He was 81 years old. Mm-hmm. And self-made. Guy's a plumber, right? Built his whole thing up, and he retired. He's a beautiful family. I see, I see his daughter. That's how I got to know this guy. And uh, you know what he would do? He would do for fun. It was a drag race. He had one of those like little things you climb inside of it and go oh, down yeah. this straight with a parachute out the back. 
he's a trip. He's oh, he's who yeah. you want to be when you're 81. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's like, and I look at him. His wife was with him. Beautiful people. And he goes every time I go to a doctor and I, and I want to have them look at my testosterone, they say no. You're too old. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, you know, it's like, and I and I remember seeing him and I talked to him and he, uh, I was like, there's no, there's no um, expiration date right. up here. Mm-hmm. No one has expiration. We don't know. We don't know when we're gonna leave. Right. We don't know when the end point is. And so. One, I would say, like, one, I personally do not believe, I know there's no literature out there, nothing out there that says that a bioidentical, like, testosterone, synthetics, you should stop. You can't do that long term. Mm-hmm. But natural hormone, there's no reason for you to stop it medically, mm-hmm. scientifically. When a person has, like, I want to taper on this and see how I feel without it, I just make sure they understand the mental, emotional parts that are going to come back that they forgot about. Mm-hmm. And I go over all that. And then we taper. But the other thing I talk about, and, and I know you're the same way with this. I love how you and I are really similar with this. You and I know testosterone is not just erections and muscle. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's also what's going on with your cholesterol? Mm-hmm. What's going on with your blood sugar? I mean, exactly, if you, yeah. you get your diabetics on testosterone, man, their insulin, their blood sugar, whoa, mm-hmm. so helpful for that. Such a big deal. So I was just like, okay, these are risks that are going to start coming up now that your testosterone is going to go back down to 200, 300 mm-hmm. that you and I want to monitor and as long as we're off testosterone, let's make sure we're doing everything to keep your cholesterol good. Let's make mm-hmm. sure we're doing everything we can to make sure your, your, your blood sugar stays good. So I, I really work hard at, like, managing all the things that go wrong with low testosterone. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a good doctor on that. And then so when we bring them on testo- off of testosterone, we do it very slowly. Mm-hmm. And long-term, we monitor those risk factors that come along right. with being low in testosterone. Right. That's been my approach. Okay. Yeah, man, I don't know if I've been – doing long enough i i have not had anyone to this point where it's like hey i'm ready to kind of and you know and when the, when the, that time comes i want to make sure they're educated and say hey yeah. and this goes back to reviewing why we're doing this in the first place like decreasing the risk of dementia and alzheimer's and yes. heart disease and high blood pressure and diabetes and depression and all these different things right so there may be a point where like it goes back to okay you have more dht receptors but okay if the needles aren't a thing maybe we do a cream for you just yeah. to keep you yeah. healthy and extend your longevity right so there's a lot of conversations there and then there's man going and on there's certain docs out there they're like ah oh, i should never inject and you only do topical right it's just like it's just so many opinions out there right I so know. it's just it's doing what's right and what's best for the patient right but i think it's like you and i talk about this is it's not being against topical for the sake of being against. It's not being against mm-hmm. anything for the sake of it. It's more like, I know what this does. I know I know the downstream metabolites, and I promise you I will run your labs. I'm responsible to be your guy in this. Mm-hmm. and you're Because we're that voice of reason out here to make sure they're taken care of. Mm-hmm. I think what you and I do that's really good, and it's one of the things I love working you know, in the same area as you do, and we're adjacent with each other in clinic, and the clinics that are similar, is that – it's not so much of like a, um, you know, they, some people get very militant. It has to be this way. There's no other way. Oh, everyone has to do pellets. Everyone has to do it. It's more like we're going to do what's going to be best for you, mm-hmm. and we're going to run your labs and make sure you don't get hurt. Right. Because I see my patients the way you do. It's like they're going to be with me the rest of my life mm-hmm. and the rest of their lives. And I want to be that kind of doctor that like 30 years from now, they're like, they took good care of me. Right. You know what I mean? They watched all these downstream metabolites. They mm-hmm. knew my dihydrotestosterone was where it was. They helped me keep it where it should be, yep. you know? And it's not just taking care of them. And I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think that when it comes to, man, you know, I think about, like, the best feeling for me as a doc is when you, you have someone and you've been managing their hormones or their, their weight or their peptides or whatever, and, and next thing you know, their wife is there or their cousin's there or their best friend is there, right? Yeah. And that's when it's like, okay, I'm doing something right, yeah. you know, because no one's going to send their family to you if no. you are not doing right by yeah. them. It's like, man, it's like, 
yeah, his doc sucks, but you should go see him. <laughs> you know, we don't have anyone else. Because you mean, love your family. Your family's your treasure. Yeah, when someone you know. sends you their kids. Yeah, oh, man, dude, I know. Or your, yeah. their wife their wife and kids, that's when you know you've arrived. That they really believe in yeah, you. Yeah, exactly, because it's just like, you know, that's a, no better endorsement than that. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that, man. That's one of the things when I was shadowing you, I would see a lot of that. It's like, oh, that's remember this guy? That's his wife, and that's his grandmother. And I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's where I want to be. So we're getting there, man, slowly but surely. So... It looks amazing, James. Oh, man, thank Seriously. you, thank you. Well, hey, I think we've uh, – this is a great conversation, man, because, again, before you got here and we were talking about what, what we want to talk about, I was like, hey, we, I think we need to have that conversation about, like, that start-to-finish approach of it, right? Because, again, it's so – and I, I reiterate this, man. It's so easy to start things. Yeah. Take this, take that, drink this, don't, you know, but it's like how do you manage that over time, right? And, again, because you probably get that question too, all right, so how long am I going to be on this? I can't answer that for you, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, you as long know, as you want or, to. I, yeah, exactly. As long as you're feeling good and you're feeling great as long as you need to. But just know if there is a slope, if your testosterone's here and we yeah. made it go here, when you stop it, you're going back to that slope. It's not yeah. going to – it's not a furnace, it man. It didn't cure you. Yeah, so just knowing that we are truly replacing – not just replacing but optimizing these levels, right? And there's, there's a, that's a real conversation to have. You know, because I tell them in the beginning and I, and I – it's like once you start this – and I – for a while – because, you know, when you go into your doctor's office, they're like, you should do this. Most people just immediately say, oh, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And they'll mm-hmm. follow you. But I was like, you know, once you start this, I want you to know, chances are you never will stop. Mm-hmm. I always want to warn them that because I was like, I don't want you to not know what you're getting into because mm-hmm. you won't feel the same. Right. Your body will be different. Your brain is different. Your mood is different. You will feel different mm-hmm. in a good way. You'll never want to stop it. So just be aware that you're signing on to something right now that could end up being lifelong. Right. Because it and is that side to stop and just say, hey, you know, you may have to do something more natural. But, you know, again, yeah. we talk, it's a whole other branch of conversation. We can talk the natural route. I may raise you a couple hundred points, but if you're 300, I ain't getting you to a thousand. No. With, with, <laughs> a couple yeah, hundred points. Tribulus. hundred points is horny, no. horny, horny goat weed. That's yeah. the other one. Uh, <sighs> They're all out there, man. Yeah, man. There's a bunch of stuff out there. I know the tribulus, horny goat weed. Horny goat weed. DHEA is a factor, right? DHEA, DHEA can, yes, because you get more free testosterone. You can roll with But DHEA, there's, like, um, yeah. there's some Chinese herbs. I remember I just read a thing about that that people are all into, and they just never work. And the only yep. reason why people say anything about it is because they're selling it. The only mm-hmm. people saying it works is the ones who are just selling it. It's also true. And they don't yeah. run labs. You can't prove. Yeah, there's uh, these Turkesterone. Ter- heard of that? No. Oh, man. You, you got to look it up. Man. It's on Amazon. Everything's on Amazon. <laughs> Everything's on Amazon. Uh, but there's another Steve one. Steve Jobs, okay. stop it. Know, You're ruining okay. it. So, <laughs> See, we're about to go. We're about to tangent, man. We got to cut this off. I'm about to go. It's about to go off the deep end here. So, ectosterone is this plant-based steroid, right? And it's uh, it's not banned in competition yet. Uh-huh. And I was at a pe- the peptide conference, and there was a great doc, uh, Jamie Millero. Uh, he's in, I think he's in Portugal. And he was like, hey, have you heard of this, right? And I'm like, nah, I never heard of it, man. And uh, it's not banned in competition, but apparently it, it improves like performance and all this other stuff right here. And it basically is, it can bind to these androgen receptors without actually raising testosterone and causing all these effects. And he's like, eventually it may get banned, right? Yeah, it will. I bet you. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not a time. Oh, it's a, yeah, exactly. Uh. Maybe after this podcast. Thanks, Dr. Jones, <laughs> for the Portuguese uh, rowing team. <laughs> you know, but again, <laughs> do they have a rowing team? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's rowing bobsled. I don't know, man. It's, yeah. it's one of those teams, right? And yeah. I was like, holy crap. And so me being the investigative N equals one doc, I am. I bought some, right? And so, uh, you know, I haven't noticed shit yet. We'll see. 
It ain't testosterone, man. It's fun to explore. But the thing is, if okay, this goes down to it, right? Because again, if you are a athlete and you're not taking anything because you can't, and you get on something that could be safe that's going to have these effects, you might feel you might feel that, right? Yeah. Just like, and the reason I bring it up, there's a point here, is if you're not on testosterone, and you say I'm going to do some DHEA or something supplemental, you may feel a little bit better because you're going from nada to something better. But is it going to get you to those optimal levels where you're talking long-term health? Probably not, you know. But, but, you know, again, it's it's preference, man. It's like meeting people where they are. Maybe they're not ready to take the leap, yeah. right? And so I don't know if we want to keep that epistereron thing, man. I don't know, dude. I went too far. I went too far. Let's bring it back. So, But, dude, man, I think we're in a good place, man, to kind of wrap this on up, man. I want to say thank you for thank your you time. For Before we me. let Seriously. you go – how do we find you? How do the listeners find you? Um, I'm you? at um, Protea Medical Center in Chandler for now. We're moving to Tempe in the near future. But we're in Chandler, Arizona. Right. You just look up Protea. Okay. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. And you guys are on Instagram and Facebook and yeah. all that good stuff? Mostly it's just uh, – I kind of – uh, you know, I'm trying to be careful of growth. We have mm-hmm. – our clinic is – mm-hmm. we've outgrown it. We right. need more rooms. Okay. So we're trying not to take in too many new right. patients, but it's um yeah Instagram uh it's most, yeah Instagram Facebook and uh, just the website okay. yeah Protea. So we're really not going to talk about your podcast. That's just about to say. Not, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like yeah, so I have a podcast, Doctor McCarthy. <laughs> There's a podcast, Doctor McCarthy. Just look up Doctor McCarthy on Instagram. I'm on there. He's got a great Instagram. It's very it's uh it's great. Uh, Thanks. I, I'm, I'm, shy. Shy. I'm no, not good. Self. You had this. I'm not going to promote myself. Ever, you were like dude. debunking stuff. I think at one point I, I looked. You had this thing where like people, these random ass, these random ass health gurus and people yes. were on the internet <laughs> and they, on the social media, and they would say something, and you'd be like, "Let's look at this." And I like that because it's like from a doc, you're like, "This is bullshit. This is great. You got a good point there. Like this is crap." Because again, yeah. everyone has an agenda, man. They're not just yeah, you know, looking at the same things just to say it. So definitely, y'all. But um, that's why I love Hold on. That's why I love the value. Uh, you're in this space and your agenda. I know your agenda. I've known you nine years, right? Nine? It's was there, was I wrong? It, getting close. It's, it's pushing nine. It's pushing nine. Yeah, it was like my first year of school. I had, you know, I had no business shadowing you, man. I didn't know shit about shit. I was like, hey, I want to come. Sh- I heard this guy's great. Guy. And, I, and I'm just sitting there and just like, hmm, these I mentioned a Halloween party. These I was like, you're coming to my hang out with me. hormone thing. Yeah. I should know more about this. They're not teaching me this in school yet, right? And so, but again, I, I was grateful for that, man, because I, I, I always see, I sponged, man. I was in there just like, I didn't know exactly what you were talking about, but I watched the flow and I, it just, it really set a foundation, man. It's like, there's certain docs out there, man. You're one of them where I feel like a lot of who I am as a doctor is a derivative of that, right? So it's wow. like, hey, I, I just took that and it's like, how do I incorporate that into what I'm doing? So, man, I, I'm eternally grateful for that because, you know, well, you. dude, as a doc now, it's hard having students in here, man. Like, dude, you're, you're working, you got a flow, and it's just like, and you want to teach them, you want to impress upon them good habits, but you're, you're trying to run your business and trying to grind, your especially you, how much you've built in this yeah, place. Yeah, man, it's just like you got some staring at you with those googly, very, those 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 doe eyes because they haven't been broken by life in the medical no. profession yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want to hurt I don't them. Learn everything. I'm like, mm, it ain't that. So when you come, but it's just about your pocket. You come into the space with the ethic of of, and this is what I love. One of these I love about you. You come in that space. It's not about trying to be like that health guru or that guy trying to push a supplement or the guy trying to push a thing or anything. You're in there to help people and make people better. 
And that yeah, to me is that's because that's the best reward in life. That's oh, the is, yeah. best payment in life. And I love that about your part. So it just it is. We also yeah. got supplements for sale in case it's not all by the way. <laughs> and they also have it. Is, we also have our own supplement line. I don't think it's all free here. It's all free lunch here. But dude, no, thank no, I love you. I love it's seeing like, you. It's like, wait a minute here. We have things for sale. Well, it's, the, it's not no, no, free, no, but it's like it's not like unethical. No, it's like a shameless plug for our B complex that's yeah. just released yeah. a few weeks ago. Today. I am the only way to health. It all comes through here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like no other place on earth has omega threes but us. Yeah, the no, other garbage. Man, I, I appreciate your time, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and always good to see you, man. It's and then all that good it stuff. Really is. It really is. I'll be looking forward to this. And uh, and yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. And uh, you're probably watching this on Instagram or YouTube or all the channels, all the Spotify's and Apple Podcasts for more. And we're looking forward to the next episode. And we will be bringing Dr. McCarthy back. Don't you worry. All right, everyone, that's it. We'll talk to you soon.